Hello, hello. This is Dr. Kevin from TNR. Welcome to this week's edition of our podcast. And here's something that's real interesting to, to anybody listening to this. And here it is. What are the characteristics that separate a solo practitioner from an associate? Now, you might have not thought of that. Maybe you were an associate, now you're a solo practitioner. Maybe you're an associate right now, but let's go over some of the characteristics because I'll tell you, most of these you haven't heard of before. And they'll, again, they're going to offend some people, might be confrontational a little bit to you, and other people will welcome them because there's no right or wrong to owning your own practice or to being an associate. The problem is the fit. So if you really have the characteristics of being an owner and you're an associate, boy, that's not going to do it for you. And if you're an associate and you want to go into the dark, cold, frigid, shark-infested waters of being your own practice, it's not going to end well for you. So here it goes. There's two classifications I want to introduce you to. Here's an owner. Here's a person that has the characteristics to own their own practice. Special type of person. They have a high talent and a high ability level, plus an additional mindset of ambition. They're driven. They have high mental toughness to rejection. Boy, you're going to need that. Owners recognize and welcome the need to promote and champion their offices. They work on promoting the office as well as putting the work in the office. So it's not just in the office. They have to work outside the office on the office. They've got a sixth sense for hiring and firing staff and building great teams. They also must be great clinicians and educators and almost naturally make great relationships with their practice members. Now, let's contrast that a bit to an operator, a person that is much more suited uh, to be able to work for somebody, okay? An operator is more inclined to be a clinician or a technician only. They're the doers of the service. Think baking cookies. They don't want all the responsibility of being an owner. They always defer to doing things that are comfortable to them. Venturing into the unknown causes severe stage fright, procrastination, and excuses. It's very similar to teachers in the way that some teachers teach, right? They love the kids, but they don't put the kids in the seats. Huge difference. These DCs don't want to become involved, nor do they have the skill set, the mindset, or the abilities in new patient acquisition retention, exponential profit, and hiring, and yes, firing of the staff. It's a people-pleasing friendship mindset instead of leadership. Their modest Wendy's-like income reflects this. An owner will earn factors of 10 to 20 times more than an operator. If they stray away from their roots and they endure all the time, effort, and money to open their own practice, they're going to meet with financial and emotional disaster. Again, there's nothing right to owning versus to working for somebody. It's the fit that I'm emphasizing more, not judgment on people. Now, in TNR, uh, obviously, most of our people own their practice. But here at this, we've also had hundreds of people that started as associates and graduated to having their own. So either way, we're moving towards that ownership. Now, watch this. If you want to be successful and you know you think everything, all things considered equal, I want to let you in on a few 
unexpected areas of resistance, okay? This will be really difficult, but if you really listen, you'll know it to be true because you've already gone through it. So our soulmates, our best friends, or maybe our family, they usually can be counted on to keep us on the straight and narrow, right? They support us. They listen to our dreams. They encourage us. Sometimes, unbeknownst to the doctor, the spouse, a friend, or a family member, they can offer invisible resistance that actually makes success almost impossible. With helping over a 1,000 DCs, these are the observations that I've made that you need to know if you're going to be successful. So let's talk about two types of spouses. Now remember, no one's trying to make someone unsuccessful. No one's trying to drag someone down. This is just what happens. The first type of a spouse, family, uh, father, mother, in-laws, they usually have a personal history of scarcity, limitation, and lack. They're very risk-adverse, and they play conservative with most facets of their lives. They're hesitant to invest in anything other than burning buildings, you know, things that need to be fixed immediately. They don't understand coaching, and guess what? They never will. They, they, they probably they don't see the need for it because you have a degree. Their attitude towards coaching, you even sometimes have resentment behind it. Excuse me, they don't like the expense, the time away from the family, and they don't see the big picture. It's not, it's not that they want to stand in your way of growth, but that's exactly what happens. You don't need a coach. Many of the, the spouses will say, why not work for a doctor for a few years instead of opening up your own practice? In TNR, we have a saying, we don't ask for permission, although we apologize quite well. <laughs> it's okay to not hide things from your spouse, I get it, but asking for permission will drag you down below the line. The second type of spouse, now this is different, friend or a family member, parent, in-law, they're all in when it comes to the advancement of your office. They're not doormats, but they're quite the opposite. They believe 100% in you, and they do more than lip-sync the words. They demonstrate it. So when you go, let's say, for a weekend of our tea and our training, it's blacked out on the family calendar. Nothing gets in the way of it. There's no conflict. You come back from the training refreshed. You're in a state of gratitude, and you're ready to rock and roll. Frequently, spouses of TNR, they even ask if they can coach. They choose to grow together. So believe it or not, your spouse, your friends, family can actually influence the type of results that you're going to get if you choose to be coaching. Now watch. The type of people that are resistive... And they just, they don't mean to, but they're just, that's what they do. And whenever you ask for commitment from a person that just has a lot of resistance, this is what they say. Recommendations. Every doctor listening to this, when you have recommendations, this is what some practice members will say. I can't. It sounds like a half person and a half uh, sheep or something. It's like a sheeple. And what happens is they're always saying what they can't do. They also, they're experts at finding excuses. They kind of think someone else is going to do it. No matter how great you are to these people, they just, you're not able to meet their expectations. But with powerful people, wow, you get not resistance, not I can't. 
We get cooperation. And they say this, I'll find a way. They're all in type of people and they cooperate and they help others to be all in with people that are more resistive even though you love them and family and friends and classmates and whatever they're experts at finding an excuse the people who are more growth oriented more towards owners they accept and embrace new concept so if you were had a person let's say i don't know uh, let's say you were out of shape you got real out of shape and you wanted to get in shape a person that has that more the operator where they're just not going to do it, they go like this. Well, how am I going to lose weight? How am I going to get in shape? What? I, I, how, how, how? Whereas an owner, they embrace and accept new concepts. Now, what do they do? I'll find a way. Sometimes they put another uh, a modifier on I'll find a way that begins with an F. They just, they'll find the way. And what happens is not an excuse. They may not know how to do it right then and there, but they'll find a way. They just, being around people like this, it leaves you energized. They're not skeptical and cynical, and they believe in themselves. And here's the key. They help others. So how many times when you go to a new town, do the area chiropractors welcome you into town, or are they kind of standoffish, cordial, that's not how chiropractic is. No way. Take that chiropractor out to lunch. Show them the ropes. And when people always ask me, where's the base, best place to practice, rather? It's right here in this town. It's right here. Not 50 miles up the road. North. 50 up, up the uh, south. 50 miles east. 50. No, it's right here. And again, we're not in competition with brother and sister chiropractors. Just operators would rather work for someone. They're just not cut out to make the decisions and they don't have that hustle. Owners, I guess I guess when it comes down to this podcast, I hope you're hearing me loud and clear because there's a lot of people in circumstances that just don't represent their true talents. I'm calling to you. If you want to do something about it, here I be. Call, click, get in touch with me, step out. Hey, you want something better? Go out and work it. If you're that characteristic and if you have that type of character, we need to speak. If you're an operator and you're happy, keep doing what you're doing. This is Dr. Kevin, and tune in to our next podcast, and thanks so much for listening.